Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What's up? Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Good evening. This is a huge episode, uh, arguably top five biggest episode of the year uh, for the Big Easy Bets podcast. Super Bowl 56, the stage is set. Bengals versus Rams in SoFi Stadium in L.A. Uh, A quasi-home game for the Rams if they had fans that cared. But I got to say, it's been two weeks since our... uh, or a week and a half since our last episode, and a lot of shit has happened. Um, Alvin Kamara beat the shit out of a guy in Las Vegas and got arrested. Uh, Dennis Allen's the head coach of the Saints now. Uh, C.J. McCollum got traded to the Pelicans. So a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened since we last recorded. Uh, we'll start with Kamara. Is his career over? Gang bang. Yeah. <laughs> Gang his... bang and shit. Is his career done? No, dude. A lot of this people. Is silly. A lot of people think his career is over. It's like Ray Rice, fucking rocked his girlfriend in a in an in an elevator, like out cold. Kareem Hunt kicked a woman on the ground, albeit it was a weak ass kick that got blown out of proportion. Um, there was another one too, huh? I mean, Zeke beat the shit out of yeah. his girlfriend. Uh, Joe Mixon, it was in college, fucked his girlfriend up. I mean, let's be honest. Come on. A lot of people have done this. Like, I guarantee you shit like this happens all the time. Like, they're getting in altercations all the time. It's just not always a big name like Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Um, it was very strange that they let him play in the Pro Bowl and then arrested him after, even though the NFL was notified of it before the Pro Bowl. So, that was weird. But we got to see the video. Everybody is always so quick to jump to conclusions and, and uh, make assumptions of what's going to happen. They're not putting him in jail. They're not. No. Well, the guy was, um, the funny thing was in the police report, the guy didn't describe him by name. Yeah. He just like had everything nailed out, like 5'10", yep. muscular. Yeah. Gray, gray hoodie. Dreadlocks or braids. Yep. Gray, like, gray sweatshirt. You knew it was Alvin Kamara that beat your ass up. Fuck yeah. And, and you're telling me, you're trying to tell me that Alvin Kamara just snapped on this dude for no reason? Out of nowhere. The yeah, most exactly. laid back dude on the team just snapped. In Las Vegas, the guy said something without a doubt, probably said something that he deserved to get fucked up over. It's just you can't do that when you're Alvin Kamara. That's why I tweeted out the the Wayne lyrics. I'm the one with the money, so I ain't the one with the gun. You're supposed to have guys for this. You're punching the dude eight times, breaking his orbital bone. You're supposed to have a guy specifically for that reason. He's the orbital bone breaker. This guy holds my fucking backpack. This guy carries my fucking girlfriend's purse. Like You got guys for all of that. Marshawn Lattimore needs to listen to that song, too. He's the one with the money, but he's also the one with the gun. I mean, come on. I don't think anything serious is going to happen from it. Not that serious, at least. He's not going to go to jail unless they really want to make an example out of him. Uh, You got another guy on the docket to make an example out of, Henry Ruggs. Go make an example out of him. Yeah. Um, Very well could be settled outside of court. Kamara's fucking filthy rich. So toss the guy a mil, a couple mil here and there. Fix your orbital bone. Uh, call it a day. I, I don't. Um, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. My, I think it says something that his bond was only five thousand too. Like it wasn't. Yeah. High. 
Which it is weird because, I mean, some people's bond. I, I was looking into it a little bit. Like, it's not out of the fucking question. For something that big, $25,000. So, yeah, I guess that's a good point. But I don't know enough about the legal system to, like, know if that's a big indicator of, like. Yeah, I mean, where's he going to run to? Or, yeah. You know? Well, his court date got pushed back to March 8th. So, I mean, he's going to go home. Um, oh, it's like, yeah, it's like he has more to lose by running then. Yeah, then, it, um, they're not going to they're not going to let him like throw his life away, basically, or his career away. They're not going to make an example out of him over something like this. That happens all the time in Las Vegas, all the fucking time. So the video will um, <clears throat> the video will shed some light, uh, a little more light, I guess. They said it didn't look good because Kamara said he thought that the guy was trying to run away, but apparently in the video, which we have to see the video, I'm not making any assumptions until I see it, but what uh, the police force in Las Vegas said was that he clearly wasn't running away. He was on the ground, and Kamara just fucking beat the fuck out of him, punched him eight times in his eye. So um, something had to be said. There's no way he was unprovoked and just snapped on the dude. Shit like that happens all the time in Las Vegas. And this is honestly, this is the problem of moving an NFL team with all those young kids to Las Vegas. So it's the city that never sleeps. Well, Henry Ruggs, he wasn't sleeping. He should have been. So you're letting all these kids with all this money go fucking crazy out there in Las Vegas. I mean, who doesn't want to go crazy in Las Vegas? So uh, I feel like we're going to see a little bit more of this. So, But you got to make an example out of the guy to let people know that you can't go try these athletes and provoke them as well. So I don't know. It is what it is. But Dennis Allen got hired as the head coach. Felt like it was pretty obvious. We talked about it. Yeah. We both said we would be shocked if otherwise. I don't know if he was your front runner. or. Yeah. Um, I was going back and forth with somebody on Twitter. Um, and he's like, oh, we're this is bullshit. We're, we're test driving. Um, it, it's like basically like taking a shot in the dark with Dennis Allen. I wanted Eric B I'm like, you don't think that would have been a shot in the dark. He's never been a head coach. And he's like, he's, he's insinuating that Eric B is going to step in and solve all of the offensive problems. And that's so unrealistic. He's like, y'all better go get playmakers. He kept saying y'all. And he's like, I hope you're right. I'm like, motherfucker, don't hope that I'm right. Hope that Mickey Loomis is right. I'm not the fucking general manager. But you're acting like Eric Bieniemy can step in and solve all of these problems without playmakers. Like you're fucking high. You're acting like Sean Payton because he's and he's saying Pete Carmichael. Like, like you don't know if Pete Carmichael's a good play caller. I know what he did in Tampa. I said I bet you don't know what he did on the first time he ever called plays against the Colts in 2011 when Sean Payton fucked his leg up and we won 62 to seven. Yeah, no, he didn't know that. And he's like, you can't win with a defensive coach. I'm like, oh no, the best fucking coach of all time is a defensive coach. And he's going on and on about the past coaches to win the Super Bowl, all offensive-minded coaches, and then proceeds to say that he would have that Bienemy wasn't even his first choice. His first choice would have been you need a lozenge. I don't know. That guy's funny. <laughs> he said, um, he's like his first choice would have been Brian Flores, uh, dipshit. Do you know what he coaches? Do you know what his specialty is? He's a defensive-minded head coach. You fucking moron. <coughs> but I will say, I'll give the guy credit. Um, so yeah, it's a little harsh. I guess he's not a moron, but. Kind of. He, um, when I said that, that was like, or no, yeah, he said Dennis Allen was terrible in Oakland. I said, oh, go look at Bill Belichick's record in Cleveland. Like, thank God they gave him a second chance in New England. And he's like, tweeted out, tagged the Big Easy Bets page. He's like, 
I'm on the Dennis Allen train for now. Great argument. Like, compelling argument. Like, okay, just because you don't have no common sense? Like, you're not smarter than Mickey Loomis. Neither am I. Like, if he thinks – and it was so obvious Dylan, Dennis Allen was going to be the guy. The camaraderie on the defense, the locker room, all of that, they rallied around him. Cam Jordan was like, okay, next. Like, yeah. that was so obvious that he was going to be the coach. Oh, yeah. They did their due diligence. They're like, oh, why would you interview the enemy for eight hours and waste his time? Which one do you want? You want him to not interview him at all? Well, because they um, interviewed Flores. Yeah. So they had to interview the enemy with that? everything going on. Yeah, I mean. They can't say, all right. <laughs> well, because, you know, you got to interview a minority. Yeah, the Rooney rule. You got to interview two. Okay, well, then that makes sense. That's exactly why they did it. But they also view, they also interviewed Aaron Glenn, though. Who, okay. who was our old DB's coach um, and a damn good coach. I wouldn't have been mad, but I don't think that he deserved it over over Dennis Allen. I don't think that Brian Flores deserved it over Dennis Allen. Nobody deserved it more than Dennis Allen did. He's put his time in here. He was to- here for 12 years out of Sean Payton 16. He was the DB's coach when we won the Super Bowl. He's completely turned around the defense, made it a, a top three defense in the last three seasons statistically. So Yeah, that rule is interesting, though. Well, it's like you. I get it. Look, because I, it's kind of ca- it causes it's causing a problem now, in a way. Well, because people are going to get spiteful and be like, "We have to interview this guy, so just do it, get it over with." So it's not. It's almost makes it more unfair to to minority head coaches. Yeah. So I don't. I don't doubt that Brian Flores is a damn good football coach. I'm sure Eric Bieniemy would probably be pretty good too. But he's got he's got question marks surrounding him too. When the Chiefs were struggling, Andy Reid pulled play calling duties from him. Yeah. He's also got shit off the field. Um, I want to say he had an assault charge. I could be wrong about that. I know he had a couple DUI charges. Like those are red flags. They can't be red flags for players and not be red flags for coaches mm-hmm. as well. So, but I thought it was comical that um, the Texans go with Lovey Smith and then Brian Flores is taking credit for that though, or his attorney is. Mm. He said we're we're we uh, acknowledge like the impact that we've had and are happy that the Texans hired Lovey Smith, but understand that they were never going to pick us due to what like is going on right now. It's like, dude, you don't stand for, you're not the reason every black coach is going to get hired from here on out. Like, but yeah, no, I, I'm sure there's definitely shortcomings on the side of minority head coaches being interviewed. I'm sure. But that doesn't mean every time they don't get interviewed is because they're black. Like, yeah, but because it's forced, it's like, that's one of his arguments is that, they're not really considering them. They're just, yeah. quote unquote, interviewing them just for the, the yeah. Like I can see both sides of it. If you're never going to, if they're not going to get the interview in the first place, well, then it's like, what are we supposed to do? But then it's like, okay, now you're making them. It's like you're making your your younger brother go hang out with you and your friends. You're like, fuck. Like, all right, yeah, you can come hang out, but you're not going to enjoy it. I don't want you to be here. So it's like when your mom says he's got to tag along with you. Like you don't. Like I'm sure the Saints already. I'm pretty sure the Saints, even before interview, had their mind made up. They were 99% sure they were hiring Dennis Allen. Yeah, but it's like, okay, they did their due diligence. They interviewed these other candidates, but it doesn't matter. It's not a black or white thing. It's not a Hispanic. It's not anything like that. It's Dennis Allen's put his time in and has shown proven success over the last six, five, six years. So it was obvious he was going to be the choice. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure there's, a cause for um, 
concern in the Rooney rule and all of that. But it's it's a weird way to go about it because, uh, yeah, I feel like it almost kind of puts minority head coaches against the eight ball, but you can make the argument that they already were. So I don't know what the solution is. Brian Flores is a good coach. I'm sure he's a much better coach than a lot of coaches in the league. I'd be willing to bet that. I feel like he seems like a guy that players would want to play for, a good defensive guy. Miami's had a good defense when he was there. I think the biggest problem with Miami was that I think they fired him because he didn't believe in Tua. And it was kind of, it caused a lot of problems. I don't believe in Tua either, though. I think Tua's not good. We'll see because this, that's the biggest thing. And they're they're making a lot of um, fuss about the new coach that's going in there, like putting all the trust in him. And like, because if you do, if you have a quarterback, even if you trust him or don't trust him, you want to make it known to him and everyone else that you do trust that he's your guy yeah yeah and it's like it was never that way for Tua from the jump yeah I mean he was pulling him and putting in Fitzpatrick right every other week um so I think that was the biggest problem with Flores over there I can't I can't blame him stuff and all of that yeah no I mean I can't blame him I I don't think Tua's good I think Tua's look like shit honestly he makes good throws here and there but he makes a lot of shitty decisions and it's a lot of they're babying the shit out of him maybe they're holding him back uh, but they're babying him. It's a lot of checkdowns. It's a lot of Jalen Waddle. I don't think he had a single touchdown more than ten yards. Like, yeah. But that whole thing was extremely like mismanaged over there. Like, yeah. Even definitely. though they were a good football team and good defense for two years in a row, it's like that whole the way they managed the whole quarterback situation was. No, yeah, it was a bad idea. It was a poor idea to. I even I think personally the flip flopping with Fitzpatrick. That's a bad. And then idea. the Deshaun Watson talk on top of that. Yeah. It's yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even know so what's going to happen. Two years in the league, it's like been total chaos. That is them. true. Yeah, Tua was kind of put behind the eight ball as well. So, uh, but if the owner's asking him to forfeit games for money, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Especially as a coming from a gambling aspect, I'm supposed to bet on the Dolphins, and somebody was like, "Well, everybody knows the Dolphins were tanking. Why are you betting on them?" So one, I don't think I was. But oh, why didn't they fucking lose to the Saints? Well, that's why. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, well, why are you offering? Why is Vegas offering money line on the Dolphins if they know they're tanking? Then, like, it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be integrity, and uh, yeah, I, I, I have way more respect for Brian, for Brian Flores if he was like, "Fuck you, I'm winning anyway." Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. I love that Hugh Jackson comes out of the woodwork. He's like, yeah, me too. I was losing on purpose. like, Or he was paying me to lose. It's like, okay, well, then you were taking I'm the rich. fucking. Yeah, you are taking the money and running with it. Hugh, you sucked. I think he won three games. Yeah. It's like, Hugh, you should shut up. like, Because yeah. Brian was winning. He took him to the playoffs the first year. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they were paying me too. It's like, okay, well, you took the money apparently. Um, but, yeah, and then CJ McCollum to the Pels. Huge trade in my opinion. I love it. I think it's a great trade. Yeah, it is. I like Josh Hart, really good player, uh, but see you later. I mean, yeah. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a lot of upside potentially. Fucking goodbye. Uh, Didi Lozada, never seen you lace him up. So, uh, see you later. Give I like draft the picks. too. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he, he athletic, can get your boards, probably can guard every position. But, I mean, we need McCollum. We need a guy that can go get a bucket, a guy that you can run your offense through, I like to pick up a lot because we don't even need to run the offense through him. We have Brandon Ingram. So it's just going to make both of their jobs much easier. Um, and then if Zion ever comes back, that's what I said. I put out the wanted poster for Zion. Check the fucking Golden Corrals, man. We need to find where Zion Williamson is. He's at a buffet somewhere, and we need him back. Bad. Put put out the bat signal. Put out a signal of a donut, and uh, 
Let's let's go make the playoffs. I mean, we can we're in we're in the playoff game currently. Play in game currently. But yeah, so we'll see what's happened. A lot of a lot of shit happened in the two weeks since our uh, our last episode. Uh, so we had to recap all of that. But now we will recap the conference championship weekend. Um, Bengals, Chiefs, Niners, Rams. It was a pretty all around average weekend. I go two and two. Justin goes two and two. Nick goes one and one. Uh, Bengals and Chiefs. We started it off. Um, I, me and Justin had the Bengals. Obviously, you were on the Chiefs. Uh, and it feels so weird recapping this like 10 fucking 12 days later. Super mm-hmm. Bowl's already, it's about to be here in a couple days. Um, but I had the under, so fucking sweat. Uh, it was not looking good to start, and then all of a sudden, the Bengals just held the Chiefs to like, I think three points in the final three quarters. Yeah, something like that. I think they didn't score until the very last play of regulation after yeah. putting up 21 in the first quarter. Uh, so that was an extremely impressive performance by the defense. Uh, the Bengals, man, shocking everybody. That's why I said Joe Burrow took the f- worst team in football two years ago, and he has them in the Super Bowl, literally dragging them by the collar of their shirt to the Super Bowl. So it's extremely impressive. Uh, Mahomes is out for the second year in a row. He's not going to get a ring when it was looking like people were like, is he going to win a ring every single year? Time for his brother. Uh to fucking get out of the spotlight. Time for his dumbass fiance to shut the fuck up. Did you see that video she made at halftime? No. Y'all didn't see that? She was like, everybody that thought that we weren't oh, going to yeah. win, <laughs> guess again. Yeah, y'all fucking didn't score a point after you made that video, you it was stupid ugly fucking too. idiot. Like He's got to go have a family meeting and say, you two, <laughs> shut the fuck up, please. Y'all, y'all can't, are gone. Yeah, y'all can't marry be, each other. I would, I'm out. <laughs> I would take. I'd be like. I'd be like. Uh, Jackson, give me your phone, and I would delete TikTok right in front of his face and say you're done. Yeah. Well, I can't figure out which one she's trying to marry. You know. Well, I think he's gay. Oh, is he really? Have you heard him speak? No, I, I've seen him dance. So maybe I that, don't want to dr- jump away. to conclusions. Yeah, I mean, I could be doing something that's frowned upon in today's day and age there, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably gay. Nothing wrong with that, but he's probably gay. Um, and she's aggravating. So, uh, But, yeah, so Bengals win 27-24 in overtime. A hell of a game. NFC Championship 49ers and Rams. Rams win 20-17. to I had the Rams and I had the over. The Rams should have covered this spread. I'm sure you'll say otherwise because you were on the Niners. But the Rams should have covered this football spread. Do you disagree? Uh, I think the Rams should have lost the game. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Tip ball, interception, in the red zone, first drive. And then do you remember Skoranek? Hmm? Skoranek. The dude who was an incredible tight end at Notre Dame, now he's like a slot receiver. It's weird. Wide open fucking touchdown. Nobody within 25 yards. He's doing this. And he's looking this he's looking this way and it hits off his hand and drops it. Do you remember that? No. Wide open, like busted coverage. I I put my hands up. I'm like, so that's 14 points right there that they left on the field. You felt like the Niners should have won? Um, who what what happened with the tip? Was it tipped by the a, a, a receiver or was it tipped the, the first drive? Yeah. I no, I think it was tipped by a DB. Okay. No, well, I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. It, it might have been tipped by a D lineman. I don't know. Any, yeah. So, 
just looking at the team stats, the Rams dominated the game. 25 first downs of 16. That's what I'm saying. How do you feel like they should have won the game? I mean, the Niners should have won. I didn't feel like I'm looking at this. I'm like, this game isn't even close, but it's close. Like when the Niners got the ball back and they had a chance to go down and take the lead on that last drive, in my head, I'm like, there's zero fucking chance. They'll be lucky if they pick up a first down. Like Garoppolo showed no ability to do anything. Hey, this is interesting statistics, though. Why is that? Um, yeah, the Rams were really good on third down. Mm-hmm. Neither team even tried to establish a run. I mean, I don't know. The Rams ran it 29 times, but nobody could do anything on the ground. Yeah, I'll bank. So, I mean, you could look at it either way. I thought the um, Niners had a chance. Oh, also, too, Jalen Ramsey drops a pick six. Yeah. A fucking a covering pick six. And then Garoppolo throws that random bullshit, and it does get intercepted. I'm like, oh, my God, please, go run it in for a touchdown. Like, there was so many. L.A. should have covered this this spread. Yeah, I mean, judging by the stats, you could say they should have won it. Not even that, though. Skoranek dropped a wide-open fucking touchdown. And then the first drive. And and not only that, so what? It was at 37? It should have hit the over. If Ramsey gets the pick six right in his hands, Skoranek drops a deep ball touchdown. The first drive, they march down and then come up short. Like, get they get the interception. This one was frustrating. I went 0-2. I felt like I should have went 2-0. Yeah. So, but Justin, you were on Rams in the under. Yeah. Um, so you went one and one on this game. Um, and you were on the Niners covered by half point. So yeah, we all went even. I went two and two. Justin went two and two. Nick went one and one. Uh, me and Nick did not hit our locks, but Justin did hit his. Um, so mine that was the under. Yes, mine was the over in the Rams game. Um, I felt I felt robbed with that game. I'm gonna be honest. I felt robbed. So. That brings me to 68, 62, and 1 on the year. 13 and 8 for my locks of the week. We on a cold streak with the locks. Um, that brings Nick to 45, 60, and 1, and 4, 16, and 1 in his locks of the week. And then that brings Justin to 60 and 32, and 16 and 5 in his locks of the week. So, with that being said, what's going on? Your watch talking to you? Says something about Lorenzo's locks. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm getting emails from my services. You got somebody else giving you? No, tips? I don't know what that was. Who's That's Lorenzo? strange. Lorenzo's got locks. I need to check into that. <laughs> yeah, what does Lorenzo uh, think about the game on Sunday? So, but all right, I think she was hearing us talk about um, locks, and then she oh, she probably gave you the yeah, she number gave to me Lorenzo, yeah, <laughs> Lorenzo's locks. Give uh, him a, give him a call. Let's yeah. see who he thinks. <laughs> Um, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. So, all right. Um, I've I've seen this spread. Like I said, stage is set. Bengals versus Rams. I've seen this spread at four, and I've also seen it at four and a half. What are we sitting at currently? Um, I think it's at four, but it's the odds are tilted towards it's. It's just looking like it, it could go back to four and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I I've been seeing four and a half until today is when I started really seeing four. Um, so, yeah, over-under. It'll be under, interesting to see what it does, but. Yeah, over-under sits at 48 and a half. Um, and we're going to give you prop bets. We are starting with, uh, obviously, the game total, if, if if either one of us are taking either one of those. Um, 
and then we'll get into props shortly. So I did so much research on one prop, like fucking two hours of research. It was just tedious. Like it wasn't like I had to go searching far and wide. Ended up Googling something, article pulls up, all of my research is right there. So I put the I put the time in for what it's worth. I did I I, I know this research is accurate and then this article confirmed it. I could have just read the article. I took could have took the easy way out, but I decided not to. Um all right, Justin, we'll let you go first. You got the best record uh by far. So what are you thinking? Um um about Super Bowl fifty six. First, I'll take the over at okay. forty eight and a half. I do think this game's gonna start out slow, but I am going to take the over because I think they'll they'll get clicking, you know, like the Bengals usually do. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the over, 48 and a half. Okay. What about you? <clears throat> um, Game picks. At first glance, like a lot of people, you look at this game and there's some glaring mismatches. I think the Rams are the better and most complete team. The biggest mismatch is between the Rams – Defensive line and the Bengals offensive line. The only real advantage that the Bengals have is Joe Burrow. And if he's <laughs> not able to have time to throw, we saw then it it's year. hard to see the Bengals being able to do much offensively. Um, it's like everything, you look at this game on the surface and everything's clearly telling you to take the Rams. Yep. The biggest thing here, though, is... um. I don't know. I'm a little bit worried. 76% of the money right now is on the Rams, minus four. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because that's a similar amount of money that was on the Chiefs last year. Yep. Um, Where am I at? Okay. So that worries you because it's like, well, why isn't this line? This line moved a little bit, but now now it's coming back down. It's kind of confusing. They're paying attention to certain types of money that's coming in, sharp money. Um. I would expect a little bit more money to come in on the Bengals late so to even this out a little bit, especially if it goes back to four and a half. Definitely. Um, so it kind of worries me. It's like Rams minus four or Rams minus four and a half. It's like it seems like a big trap here. Um, the Rams are four and one in their last five games, and three out of the four wins have been settled by three points or less. Mm-hmm. The one loss was also by three points in overtime against the 49ers in week 18. The Bengals are pretty good at keeping games close. They are um, four of their seven losses were by exactly three points um, against Chicago, Green Bay in overtime, the Jets, and the 49ers in overtime. Um, two playoff teams there they, they lost in overtime too. On top of that, the Bengals are also 4-1 and one in their last five, just like the Rams, and three out of their last four wins were also by three points or less. You know, the more the more I look into it, the more I could see this game being uh, fairly close. Just judging by the way that these teams have been playing close games, and the biggest thing is like I, something I just noticed looking at the statistics um, with the 49ers and the Rams and the NFC Championship. It's like the 49ers did not do good statistically, but they kept that game close because of their defense. Um, the Rams had some misfortune there where they probably could have covered if they would have just executed. But um, the Bengals have been the most fortunate team in the playoffs so far. It's like 
at some point I ask myself, is a team just lucky or they cre- keep creating their luck? It's like they seem to be – the defense makes a big play when it needs to. The offense makes a big play when it needs to. It's like this team makes the plays when the when their backs are against the wall. Um, so I really do. I think it can be a close game. At first I was just saying I'm not betting the Rams no matter what. Mm-hmm. This is a true – this is a true analysis, though. I really do think that the Bengals have a good chance to keep this game close. Um, I could see them losing by three points, winning by three points. That's going to be a big thing here is um, the field goal kickers. Obviously, the Bengals' field goal kicker is a magician. He's a, the best kicker in the fucking world. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the next big thing. Um, the Rams kicker shorted a 47-yarder. And yes, which game against the Buccaneers? Yeah, um, there's been a lot of comparison of Joe Burrow to Tom Brady, and is it fitting that Tom Brady's first Super Bowl was against the Rams? When came against the Rams, On- I think Joe Burrow's. I mean, Jamar Chase said it best when LSU, the final college football playoff. Selection LSU was selected as the um, number one team, and they asked the players why they think they should be the number one team, and they asked Jamar Chase, and he said, well, because Joe Burrow is the greatest quarterback that I've ever seen. I think he's right. I'm rolling with the Bengals plus four. I wanted you to say and a half at the end of that. And a half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm fully convinced you're going to be able to find us at four and a half. That's what I have written down. Um, it was at four and a half for the longest time. Just dipped under four. Uh, but, yeah, I, I wanted to hear what you wrote down. So this is what I wrote down. I said, on paper, the Rams are top to bottom at just about every position except for one, and that's the quarterback position. So we're in agreement there. Fuck Matt Stafford in comparison to Joe Burrow. Um, this is the most conflicted I've been with picking a championship game by far. On one side, you have the Rams, who I can't stand. I fucking hate. The NFL has basically handed them a Super Bowl berth. At least they've tried to for years and years. Now they're on their home field. Nobody, Still nobody gives a shit. Uh, then you have the Bengals led by Joe Burrow, like Nick just said, like Jamar Chase said, the greatest quarterback he's ever seen. He's in the conversation for me to of what he's doing this early in his career, what he did against... Tennessee getting sacked nine times, not giving a shit, stepping up there, calm, cool, and collected, then going into Arrowhead, beating the Chiefs, everybody's favorite to win it all, the face of the league in Mahomes, outplaying him. So here's why I think the Rams are the smartest side. Um, First and foremost, obviously, the defensive line especially matched up with the Bengals' subpar O-line. Like I said, the same one that gave up nine sacks against Tennessee. Um and this is on paper, so you're looking at it. But what kind of goes under the radar is the fact that the Bengals have a damn good pass rush as well. Trey Hendrickson's fucking good. Like, good, good. Um, I do think that the Rams will have an edge at head coach. So, two young head coaches. Uh, McVay's been here before. So, McVay knows the routine that you go through. He's going to know what he wishes he could have done differently. Yeah, that's a big thing. It's invaluable that you've been here before. You you felt that pressure, so now you know how to cope with that pressure. Like Bill Belichick, it must have been just fucking another day at the office. They lived in the Super Bowl. So <clears throat> Zach Taylor's a young coach. 
obviously he he himself I would be willing to bet was not expecting to be in the Super Bowl this soon. So advantage McVay for the fact that he's been here and he's lost. So he can see what he did and make changes because you don't lose and not make changes. So the biggest question uh, undoubtedly is going to be, can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow told ESPN that he has faith in his offensive line. Um, Do I believe him? No. But if he doesn't have faith in him, who does? Um, This is really, really tough. Like, really tough. So, I'm even conflicted on the point total, too, to be quite honest. Yeah. um. I want to – so what I said, what I I originally told myself was that I think the Rams are the smartest side. I think it makes too much sense to take the Rams, but I can't fucking take the Rams. So, I was like, I'm going to bet the over. Yeah, it almost makes too much sense. Exactly. That's what I like – and I have That's another. I have a prop I... bet that makes too much sense uh, okay. that we'll get to. So we'll, that'll be a trending topic. But yeah, no, I agree. Y- y'all know how it goes. If yeah, no, that that's why the public loses more than they win because it's these bets. It's like oh oh yeah, obviously I'm going to take them like easy, done deal. And then it's like oh, that didn't go my way at all. Um, weather's not going to be a factor in LA. It's going to be a turf field. It's tough because I yes the Rams defense is fucking good, um, but the Bengals, the Bengals defense is playing very good in this playoff run. Yeah, very opportunistic. Jesse Bates is really good, really good. Yeah, um, Eli Apple's trash liability. I mean, he did come up with the uh, pass breakup. No, in the oh oh yes to force the interception round. Yes, yeah. yes. Last game, Jesse Bates had the breakup that Von Bell intercepted after Eli Apple dropped the game ceiling. Yeah, pick he six did. He did because he's a bum. Um, I said earlier, I was like, it comes down to you got to have the guys. So, and there's some guys you just don't bet against. And Tom Joe Burrow's getting those Tom Brady comparisons. I wonder what the line was. I'm sure we could find it, but when Brady played the Rams, Rams had to be favored, no? This year? No, 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 no. When he oh, first won his points. Super Bowl in favor of the greatest show on turf? Yeah. I was looking at lines, and I was like, obviously we were freaking five, six years, seven years old yeah. then, so I was like, you don't know. Was it shit. 2003? 2002, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, 14 points. That's impressive. 14, That's a lot 14 of damn points. Under. I mean, for any NFL game. Yeah. So let, let's break it down. Um, so like I said, I think the biggest glaring difference um, or discrepancy is going to be the Rams defensive line versus the Bengals offensive line. Um, they're going to double Donald, but then you got to worry about Von Miller. You got to worry about Leonard Floyd. You got They, they have guys. Um, Joe Burrow has proven that he has the mobility to extend plays, he showed it to you in college. He showed it to you against Georgia, against Oklahoma in the in the Peach Bowl and all of that. Um, he did not show it to you against Tennessee because he got sacked nine times, but he did show it to you against Kansas City. That wasn't just anybody that he was making miss. That was the, probably the best defensive tackle in football in Chris Jones. Uh, I thought for sure he was going to get sacked, and then he high steps out away from it. He scrambled to move the chains on third and long like two or three times. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to do it. There's no way. I'm not betting on the fucking Rams. I don't care that Matthew Stafford uh, and his wife had to have 
uh, brain surgery and shit. Like that's that's sad. Sorry to hear it. She's doing okay now. Y'all are living out in LA, soaking up the sun. They handed the Rams a Super Bowl berth, essentially. The NFL has been trying to do this, and they finally got them back to where they wanted to be. But I think the Bengals are just here to fuck it up. I don't feel good about it. Like, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Uh, Like, I'm so conflicted because I feel like, I feel like betting with my head, that's what I said against the Chiefs and the Titans. Betting against betting with my head, I'm the I'm taking the Rams. Betting with my heart, I'm taking Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um that Bengals offense is I mean, they have guys. The 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 Rams have guys in Cooper Cup and Odell and Van Jefferson. Well, the Bengals have Jamar Chase, uh T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Uzama's gonna play. He said he's not missing it. Joe Mixon was running really hard. So if the offensive line can show up, and they're going to, they're going to come to play. It's the Super Bowl. You're going to get everybody's best effort. If it's four and a half, I'm, I really like it. Um, still at four. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals. This is a very tough one. This is the most conflicted of the three years that we've been doing this podcast. This is the most conflicted of a Super Bowl that I've, uh, that I've ever had. So, um, and I'm going to take, uh, fuck. I'm going to take the over. Rooting for points. Yeah, I could see it going either way. Well, yeah. Because um, the Bengals have played well in low-scoring close games mm-hmm. and high-scoring close games. They've shown the ability to be able to come back from down twice against the Chiefs. Yep. Um. I mean, and they have some impressive, even the losses, though, to Green Bay by three in overtime. Yep. The 49ers by three in overtime. It's like, there's a few head scratching losses there where they they got beat down by the Chargers, they got beat down by the Browns. They lost to the Jets. They lost. Yeah. yeah. There no. Yeah. There was a few in there where it's like, but also too, it's like the Rams have had their games where it's like Stafford's look like shit a lot in a lot of different games this year. We know Cam Akers likes to fumble the football. Um, Eli Apple's going to be a liability on Odell. So, I. I but they have really good safeties. They've got good linebackers. I like Logan Wilson. Michael Pratt. No, not Michael Pratt. Whatever his fucking first name is. Pratt is playing really well. Yeah. They've got guys on the D-line. It's not as one-sided as you're initially going to think. The Bengals deserve to be here. They've proven that they deserve to be here. So this is not a fluke. This is not a Cinderella story. I mean, it is, but it's it's not like they got lucky to be here. They beat the Titans. They walked in Arrowhead, and they beat them as well. You got to have the guy at quarterback to do it. Stafford has fucking looked really poor for a lot of this uh these playoffs. Whereas Joe Burrow has not. So Yeah. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Justin, who are you taking? I'm I'm also on the Bengals. Plus 4. Got a consensus. Good. Good. If you've listened to this podcast, you know when we have a consensus, normally good things happen. I will say I can see the storyline that the Bengals come up short and Stafford gets his, LA gets theirs, fuck them. And then it kind of sets the stage for Burrow. Like, But I like him at plus four, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it at four and a half, and if we're comparing four and four and a half. But, um, I mean, all the um, the last two games for the 
for the Rams have been settled by two no, three yeah, points. Definitely. So no, that's like, what I'm saying. The Rams have not been I mean, they smashed the Cardinals. Yeah. But they're in Yeah, but the Cardinals are they are completely in fell apart. You're, they didn't even wish, in the playoffs. You are getting your wish. It's crazy. I knew I was right when I said that Kingsbury <laughs> was a bum. You re, you went back on it. I been said it you went for back. years. You said I don't know, maybe I was wrong. Yeah, because he's all of a sudden is it freaking ten and one. I'm like Jesus, I thought he was going to be the first coach fired. This was the year <laughs> where they finally expose him for the fraud. Well, now Kyler, Kyler Murray might be out. Yeah, he's done with them. It's weird. It's so weird. It's like, but it's like Kyler Murray, it's kind of your fucking fault. Yeah. Like, if you play better. Uh, but, yeah, so, all right. What Are you on a, on a side on the total? No. <laughs> I mean, why not? What do you... I mean, I don't have anything to lose, but exactly, I don't really have a strong lean on it, you know? Yeah, me neither, uh, but take the over. Um, all right, so me and Justin are both on the over 48 and a half, and, uh, and we're all three on the Bengals, plus four and a half. I'm putting that uh, out there right now. You are going to be able to get four and a half. If it dev- doesn't ever go back to four and a half, then we'll take it at four, but I've already placed my bet, so um, at least on the over. But um, all right, we'll get on to props. <sighs> what do we want to start with? We'll go okay. the The main three Coin we toss? always do, yeah. The main three we always do on this podcast is um, since we've started it, third year now. Coin toss, national anthem, Gatorade color. So, who's got a beat on the coin toss? Um, I'm I'm looking at the coin. This is my lock. Okay, <laughs> the coin toss. What? Yeah. I don't know why. what's heads oh, or what's tails. God. So. All right, let's hear why this is Justin's lock. You're the first person in the history of sports gambling that's making the fucking coin toss their lock. And you have the best lock record, and you're going to compromise it. I almost don't even think that you should be able to make it your lock, uh, but I'll give it to you. Why not? The Bengals are calling it, right? I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Are they the designated away team? I mean, it's in SoFi Stadium. I know, but I think I know it does. I know that too. doesn't matter. Technically, the the Rams are the away team. Are you sure? Um, oh. Well, what makes you say that? I was going off of just like seeding. Yeah, technically they're the away team. Why though? I don't know why that's the case. That's just the you way. heard that. I can see it. Oh, you're looking at it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I thought you, I mean, I didn't well, know. Well, I had also it saw up. it. Like, when you know you do research, it's like there's always something, but to the side, it's like the Rams' last five away games, scores and shit, and yeah. against the spread and all that. Well, let's see, because I'm pretty sure the team on the right is always, or the team on the bottom is always home. So, yeah, I guess technically, yeah. They're going to let the Rams call the fucking, so that just fucking screwed up Justin's lock. Yeah, just take it away. Take it off. <laughs> Well, what were you going to say? I was going to say the last two times that the Bengals have called, did the coin toss or whatever, I think one of the two was in overtime. They lost it, and both both times they picked heads. <laughs> and they're going to pick tails this time. How do you, you know? Because tails? tails never fails. You always pick tails. No, you don't. If you in had an NCAA, you always pick tails. Which one of these was tails? I've always only picked heads. Yeah, I mean, see, I don't know. So this is what the coin looks like. On one side, it says loss. There's um a little, there's two parts of the coin. One's a golden border, and then the center of the coin's silver. In the center of the coin, it has a Super Bowl logo, and then Roger Goodell's 
signature on the outside of that side of the coin. It says Los Angeles, February 13th, 2022, and at the bottom it says commissioner. On the other side of the coin, in the center of the silver, it has the NFC logo, and next to it is Los Angeles' logo. And then at the bottom of it, it has AFC's logo and the Bengals. That's probably heads. And you think the one with Roger Goodell's signature's tails? Yeah. I think Roger Goodell is not going to be showing on the um, coin toss. So you're calling hypothetical heads if that's the heads. Yeah. I'm going to try to figure this out. I'm going heads. I always go heads. They want you to think tails never fails. Yeah, it always fails. Heads with a natural coin is heavier on that side. So gravitational force pulls that side down first. When a coin hits the ground, what does it do? What does it do? Flips. Bounces and flips. Heads hits face down and lands face up. You also got to figure out who's flipping the coin. Is it I a hope it's not Joe or? Namath again getting up there and hurrying up and doing it real quick. They're like, oh, shit, they're catching it. You don't remember like, well, that? We're to flip it yet. <laughs> we didn't put the chip and make it turn one way. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't make. Sure, we didn't activate the weight. Um, I'm on heads, and it's minus one hundred five. You can get one of these coins for the low price of ninety nine ninety nine, <laughs> and then you can test it yourself. Flip it like a hundred times, and whichever one lands. If you get 50-50, then they did a hell of a job designing this coin. Yeah, perfect get Perfect uh, weight distribution. 51-49, we got a lean on one side. All right, what are you, you're taking heads? Hypothetical heads? Yeah, even though I think that the, I think that this could be tails. Okay, well, I'm taking heads. It's got a number on it, too. You think they would have put the number, like I have no a coin idea. number on the... I can't even see the coin. <laughs> Um. See, I have a feeling this might be tails. Why would it not tell you? Yeah, that's what I've been trying to find out. I can't find it. They don't label it. <laughs> yeah, I think the one on the left. The is referee's gonna go. Well, yeah, he'll let you know. The side with side, the Super Bowl yeah. logo is tails. Yeah. This side is. This is heads. We're going with heads. I think the number they would put it on the front. Okay. The certification number? Yeah. Yeah, they would. I think. I don't know. No idea. I'm going heads. Justin, what are you taking? Tails. Okay. Tails is going to fail big time. Um, so you're me and Nick are on heads. Justin's on tails. All right. National anthem sung by uh, what's her name? Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton. Uh, the over under sits at 95 seconds. Um, so Mickey Guyton has been recorded singing the national anthem at least twice in her life. Um, first time she did it, she was clocked in at 76 seconds, well below the over-under. Then she was clocked again at roughly 85 to 88 seconds. Uh, there's some gray area there. I'm taking the under 95 seconds. She's going to be a little nervous. Um and she's going to speed through it. I said I would take the under with Demi Lovato because she just got out of rehab because of a crack addiction. I figured she would soak up the uh, limelight. No, she sped through it. She was uh, tweaking out and then hurried, hurried through the national anthem. So I'm going under 95 seconds. What are y'all? 
I'm I'm also with you. I'm on the under. Okay. Mm. Quickie Mickey. Yep. Quickie Mickey. Nice. <laughs> 95 seconds for those out there um, who struggle with that equates to one minute and 35 seconds. I'm getting a good look at her body. Okay. What type of endurance does she have? I don't know. She's in pretty good shape, it looks like. She's got a big wedding ring. You think that that, uh, that could play a role? Um, that's a tough one. Over or under? Come on, damn it. I'm going to go over. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nick's on the over. Me and Justin are on the under. Gatorade color. Who wants it first? I have a little bit of history behind it, too. Oh, do you? Yeah. Go ahead. Let's um, it. So, what is it? Yellow is the front runner? Um, No, orange, plus 250. Orange, okay. Well, I'm going to take yellow at plus 450. Okay. And um, so whenever Stafford was with, was with Detroit mm-hmm. and he clinched the playoffs for the only time that he did. And then they lost to the Saints. Yeah. Um, they got him with yellow Gatorade. Okay. And So it sounds like you're expecting the Rams to win. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. And also whenever... That game when LSU and Texas A&M played and they went to like eight overtimes, mm-hmm. um, they hit Ed Orgeron with yellow Gatorade prematurely with like 30 seconds left. You got to give me the correlation there. Yeah, because Grant Delpit had the interception and then upon review, yes. the damn quarterback's knee was down. But, what, but where does that correlate? That's just a little little history. That doesn't they make like, any sense, but I'm just... <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just giving you the time that they the used. Co- but you're throwing theory. that in there in a college football game from three years ago. Where does that correlate to I know. the Super Bowl? Just but like last year was for Joe, the Blue. Joe Burrow was on that team, right? Um, Yes. Okay, I was going to say. Like last year, whenever they used Blue <laughs> Gatorade. And that was Danny Yetley. No, sorry <laughs> yeah. to tell you. They hit Tom Brady with Blue Gatorade whenever he won it with the Patriots. Yes. So they went with Blue again. Okay. Um, they being who? The people that the Buccaneers. Yeah. What do you mean? You think it's the same people? <laughs> but 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 yeah, I would Joe also Burrow take, takes the Gatorade guy every. Yeah, you think? I would also take orange Gatorade as well, and this is why. Because the Bengals team color is orange. No, 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 no. Because Robert Woods just did a Gatorade commercial, and he's holding orange Gatorade, and also Joe Burrow did a commercial. And he said that orange is his favorite color. Because he played for the Bengals. Well, I mean, he could play with the Jets, but he, I mean. Until they beat the Vikings in overtime. (laughs) So those are my two. Okay. I did way better research whenever I (laughs) dove into Andy Reid and all of that with the Chiefs. And and they won that first year. Didn't matter because the color wasn't right. Justin's pulling up the eight overtime game against A&M and the color they dumped on Ed Orgeron. What's the least desirable? Um, Purple, plus 1,000. I think it's going to be, I would bet, what's blue? Blue's plus 400. It's going to be blue or yellow. Okay, well, he's on yellow as well. I'm on red, slash pink, plus 600. Definitely not going to be pink. Okay. Nobody drinks fucking strawberry Gatorade. You want to pick the one that you think they're not going to drink, right? Yeah. Because that's the one that's going to stay full. Uh, 
but everybody loves they're red. They're just going to grab the full the full tank and dump it. Well, it might be purple then. Nobody drinks purple, no, but it could be pink. Nobody drinks strawberry. Right. So I'm going red slash pink, plus 600. Um, I don't think, I don't like blue. Blue's one of the, the OG Gatorade I don't Gatorade like cool players. blue. Glacier Freeze? Yeah, that one's good, but the cool blue, the, <laughs> the dark blue one. Yeah, that you like one the light blue. Sucks. Yeah. Um I mean, that's one of the OG flavors though. Blue, yellow, lemon lime, I guess, and then red. And orange. I guess they're all original fucking flavors. Jesus. You know the um, Water Boys down there, he's putting uh 50 grand on one of them. He's going <laughs> to yeah. try to get the players they're carrying out the wrong like, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. tackles oh, no, no. <laughs> knocks it out of their hand. Oh, you got to use this one now. All right, I'm on red. Justin's on two different ones because of shit that happened four years ago and Robert Woods being in a commercial. Uh, you are on. Robert Woods isn't even playing. I know. He's hurt. He'll still be there. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if he likes that flavor Gatorade, he's going to drink it all because he's not playing. Um, And then you're on what? Blue? Yeah. Okay, blue. The chances are is that Robert Woods didn't even pick the color. That whoever was definitely not in yeah. charge of the commercial just handed him this. No, yeah, 100%. A <laughs> 100%. 100%. Robert Woods was not like, well, let's go with this color because it's my favorite. They were he like, said, Robert. Hold on, I'm not holding up <laughs> fucking blue. No way, dude. I love orange. Not going to betray orange. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, your guess is as good as ours with the Gatorade. Um, dude, that one year I had, I was like Andy Reed. I was all over it. Andy Reed likes the fucking, um, whoa, hold on. Sorry. I'm, I'm looking at the updated scores on this, um, Houston game. What is that score? Oh God. they've cut it to two, but it says it's 40 to 67 in favor of SMU. That's not accurate at all. No. Um, yeah. SMU got hot from three. Big time, eleven for twenty-one, and then we're segueing. I know uh, Kendrick Davis has seventeen, but the fucking random dudes giving him seventeen as well. Um, yeah, I, I dove into Andy Reid, and all the times that he's ever been doused, it was all yellow. He's gone on record saying the yellow was his favorite, and they doused him in like it might have been red. Water, yeah, because it's fat ass drink it all by. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so those were the the three typical props that we always do. Now we'll get into some legitimate props. Um, first things first that I'm looking at is first touchdown score. Okay. So I've got four, four different ones. I always like to do um, two from each team is what I typically have done in the past. So first things first, I'm taking Jamar Chase plus 750. Um, I think one-on-one with Ramsey, I think he'll torch Ramsey. I don't think that anyone can guard Jamar Chase. Look at Trevon Diggs, who they're trying to act like is like fucking Darrell Revis. Um, he's hitter. He's make or break. He's boomer bust. He, Jamar torched him when he was at Alabama. He torched um, AJ Terrell with the Falcons. It's eight to one here. Okay. Is that what you have? I got I have plus seven fifty. Okay. Yeah, it's eight to one on um, Fanduel. Good. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I understand that Ramsey's supposed to be the number one corner in the league. You can't guard Jamar Chase one-on-one. I don't care who you are. I really don't. So, um, I'll take Jamar Chase plus 800, first touchdown. I'm also going to take Odell plus 800, first touchdown. Eli Apple is more than likely going to be lined up on him. Eli Apple's trash. 
I'm um, assuming Hinton's going to be on Cooper Cup. So give me Odell, first touchdown score, 8-1. to one. Cam Akers, plus 750, first touchdown score uh, for the Rams. Cam Akers has been running hard. If he can just not fumble the football, um, he's been – Pretty, he's been contributing uh, pretty nicely for the Rams. It's always good to go with a running back, in my opinion, because if there's pass interference in the end zone, you get down to the one yard line. Odds are he's going to get it. Um, but and he's, I mean, they feed him the ball. He's a good running back. Uh, and then Joe Burrow plus twenty two hundred, twenty two to one odds for Burrow to score the first touchdown. Uh, we were talking about it. Mahomes scored it first in the first year we did the podcast, correct? Yeah. Um, I may have been on that. I'm not sure. I feel like I always do a quarterback to run it in. And I was on the Chiefs that year. So, uh, But those are my four. Jamar plus 800, Odell plus 800, Akers plus 750, and Burrow 22 to 1. First touchdown score. Yeah, Copper. Uh, Copper Coop. Copper Coop is uh, the favorite <laughs> here. Yep. What is it, like plus 250? Plus 490. Is it? Okay. Are y'all um, taking first touchdown score at all? I'm not. No? No. Okay. Um, are you? The Jamar Chase one's interesting. I don't know. This is so. This is a really tough one to. Um, I mean, this is where you reach. You reach on these props. This I is feel like I, in years past, though, it's been a little bit more clear. This is what it's all about, though. The Super Bowl is about prop bets. I feel like these are always hard. The first touchdown score. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're not. There's no locks. You're not going to find a lock on any of these. I got four. You're taking shots in the dark. I do like the quarterback. No ones, touchdown. Yeah. At, no touchdowns at all. There's a hundred to one. No touchdowns at all in the entire game. Yep. <laughs> That'd yeah. be interesting going into the um. Well, when you had the Rams and the Patriots, like that was in play. Yep. Yeah. Um, Louisville's down seven. Seven and a half point spread, and they have the ball. 30 seconds left in the game. I'm going to do the play-by-play here. Um, at the top of the key, we're spinning. Two feet in the lane. Layup. It's good. We're down five. 26 and a half seconds left on the clock. Timeout. Continue. All right. Let's go with um, T. Higgins tw- at 12-1. to 1. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that either because he's fucking good too. And, that's, uh, and I don't like the other guy that covers people for them. Yeah. 11? Yeah. Don't know his name, but yeah, I mean, and, Ty- Short and Tyler Boyd honestly is gonna. There's probably good value on Tyler Boyd. Yeah, thirteen to one. I yeah. think that's a little bit better on T. Higgins considering um, but Tyler Boyd's gonna have the third worst cover guy on him. Yeah, um, and Tyler Boyd. I good. think Tyler Boyd's gonna have a big game, um, and we'll get to some player props about yeah. that in a second. I think since Uzama's injured, I mean, the guy was on crutches at the end of the AFC Championship game. Was looking like his the season was over for him. And he's, all of a he sudden, he's, he's got playing. a sprained, yep. sprained MCL. Um, he says he's playing. We'll see how limited he is or if he re-aggravates it. Um, but I think two players that are going to have to step up is Tyler Boyd and uh, Mixon in the passing Mixon's game. Mixon's going to have to have a good game. Yeah, I agree. In the receiving game. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, because Burrow's going to get he's going to get pressure. He's going to dump it off. So there's going to be a, a decent amount of dump-offs, I think. So I don't know what his over-under on receiving yards is, but that's one we need to definitely look at. Um, all right. My next thing in line is MVP award, but if y'all want to go another direction, we can. Yeah, we go MVP. Okay, so the f- thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that motherfucker Louisville's fouling. Um, of course they're fouling. Um, 
Give me yours first. I got to see what I have on the spread. Um, the MVP award winner. Seven and a half, baby. If the Bengals win, which I think um, they can, and I think that they will win, um, then you got to bet Joe Burrow. Yes. Yeah. Plus 230. It's like I, I would... F- I there would need like some type of um, so for a defense, I could see a defensive player winning this if the quarterbacks don't play that well, but they would need a, they would need at least two turnovers. You know, it'd be really yeah. tough. So I don't see the running backs being able to win this. Oh my god! Don't foul! Don't foul! Don't foul! Don't foul him! Okay, good. Whew. Oh man, sorry. Game over. We covered. Um, winner. Yes. Um, that was almost terrible. That asshole wanted to foul. The clock ran out right before he could do it. All right. I have two different MVP props, um, and none of them are a quarterback. So, I mean, I feel obviously the quarterbacks are the obvious choice, but I'm looking at value. So one thing, one of mine is Jamar Chase 25 to 1. Okay. So one thing, and my other one is Odell 27 to 1. So, taking a shot on each team. But here's why. Um, but I have one big question. Cooper Cup's 5-1. to one. Yeah. Why is Cooper Cup 5-1, to one, but Jamar Chase is 20? And, and so, you got to go. Sometimes you got to go fishing for odds. Because I think it was FanDuel Sportsbook and Barstool Sportsbook. I was looking at each one. One had Jamar Chase 25-1, to one, 100%. And then the other one had him 9-1. to one. Uh, yeah, Barstool has him at sixteen to one. It, um, it was a huge, it was a big time discrepancy. I know for a fact FanDuel had twenty five to one. I was talking with somebody about this last night. I had it pulled up and I placed it. So, um, yeah, oh, that's a huge difference. But what, Cooper Cup five to one, really? Yeah, odds are the quarterbacks are going to get it. But I mean, he's their best. Like, if I Cooper Cup that. gets ten receptions. No, I understand that, but you don't think Jamar Chase could do the same thing? He could. He can go for eleven for two hundred and two yeah. touchdowns. But hear me out. So already once this season, Odell, or once in the playoffs, Odell's thrown a touchdown. So say it's a defensive battle, low scoring game, slant route to Jamar that he takes eighty yards to the crib, and then Burrow throws two picks, but then they do like the jet sweep Tyreek Hill shit to Jamar, and then they they throw a touchdown. They do a Philly special fucking and throw one. Odell's already thrown one in the postseason. So if you get a passing touchdown and a deep ball touchdown, low-scoring game that the quarterback, Stafford and Burrow, both throw balls that are interceptable, um, you got to give it to somebody. So, Yeah, it's, uh, the running backs here, I don't know. Mixon, it's whatever. I don't know if the names are big enough as far as superstardom's concerned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I thought Damian Williams had the best game out of any player on the Chiefs. No, yeah, 100%. He should have got it When they won year. it, yes. but they gave it to Mahomes, who had pretty much a mediocre game. He did. No, we, we talked about it. And everything, but that was a big... We talked about Chiefs it on the running recap. the ball that, that um, made them win that damn Super Bowl. Yeah, we, we both were... Going in on that 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 next episode on the so recap, it's not talking always the, about it. whoever has the best game. It like has a lot to do with who they. Well, yeah, there's 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 um politics involved with it too sometimes. So yeah, they, like Mahomes is going to be the face of the league. They were going to give it to Mahomes, but twenty five to one, twenty seven one. I'll take a shot on that. There is a player in this game that was a Super Bowl MVP before. Von Miller, thirty three to one. Yep, looked at it. 
Saw it. Not going to happen again. No way. Don't think so. But I don't know what Aaron Donald's is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility. 14 to 1. If he's got so nine high. sacks by himself. Um, yeah. But yeah, 14 to 1 for a D, a D lineman. I mean, come on. But, yeah, that's. All right, which ones are you, are you on MVP, Justin? No, I'm not. Jesus Christ. You say you got nine props. Yeah. These are the main ones. What? So are you taking one? Um, Give me Joe Burrow plus 230. Okay. Um, okay, so the one, <laughs> and I did a lot of research on this. I'm talking about a lot. I'm talking about all of this, all of this, all of that, and then found a website that had all of my fucking research. I could have just read it. <laughs> in um, the opening kickoff, will it be a touchback? One of the most electric prop bets you can make. Yes, no. No is the favorite, minus 118. Yes is the underdog at minus 108. So I went through and I looked at every single time that the Rams and Bengals have fielded a kickoff this season. The Rams fielded a kickoff or, or it, either touchback or return 78 times. 45 times was a touchback. 33 times they returned it. That's 57% in favor of it being a touchback. The Bengals had the ball kicked off to them 89 times. 52 of them were touchbacks. 37 were returns. 58% touchback. So, first kick of the game, meaning they kick off, the Rams of all 20 games that they kicked off from week one till all three weeks of the playoffs that have been played so far. Matt Gay kicked off 20 times. 12 of them resulted in a touchback. Eight of them were returnable and were returned. Bengals, McPherson. One week, McPherson was not kicking. I don't know why. Um, week 17, McPherson apparently was not doing kickoffs. Uh, week 17, it was returned because they don't have McPherson in there. Other than that, though, but so I, I still I kept that in the equation. Um of the 20 weeks, 14 of the Bengals' kickoffs resulted in touchbacks. Six of them were returned by the opposing team. So 12 touchbacks out of 20 for the Rams, 14 touchbacks out of 20 for the Bengals. First return of the game. It took two and a half hours of looking through my ESPN app. First return of the game. So the Rams receiving out of 20 times this year, they had nine touchbacks, 10 returns, and this is the first one, the first time that they got the ball kicked to them, not out of the hole every time. Uh, nine touchbacks, 10 times they returned it. Sony Michelle returns the fucking ball every time. <laughs> if Sony Michelle's back there, it's it's return, it's getting returned. And then one time uh, it was kicked out of bounds on the first time that they got it. The Bengals, out of the 20 times that they had the ball kicked off to them, they took a knee 13 times and they returned it seven times. What is the what is the the evidence say, glaringly? It's gonna be a touchback. That it's going to be a touchback. And then I looked at the last ten Super Bowls, and eight out of the ten were all returned. Yeah, yeah. I would go return. So then I said, "Fuck." All through <laughs> two and a half hours of research out the window, twenty six of the last twenty eight have been returned. It's going to be a touchback. You think? Yes. Do for a touchback. The interesting thing is um, they're begging you to say that it is going to be returned. Who kicks off for the uh, Hecker kicks the kicks? Matt Gay. 
Okay, then it's going to be returnable if the Bengals um, win it. <laughs> McPherson's kicking it. Then he'll probably they won't return it. Yeah. So you're banking on who who receives it. But if Sony Michelle's back there, he'll be nine yards deep. That motherfucker yeah, will turn it every goddamn it. time. He'll do his best Odell impression. But you don't want to. You don't want to. Well, I mean, it's like, what are the odds you're going to return it? What are the odds you're going to return it for a touchdown? You're not. You're not. De- you don't have Devin Hester back there. You have Sony Michelle. You have uh, Tutu Atwell. You've got a bunch of no names. You don't want to fumble and lose momentum right off the bat. Take the knee. I'm betting that it is going to be a touchback. I'm going against the. I'm. I'm going against the grain, against the odds. 26 of the last 28 have been returned. This year's going to be a touchback. Yeah. Minus 118 for no. I just feel like if they field it, they're going to try to return it. You know what I mean? Not every kick, but because it's the first kick in the Super Bowl, that... But you you feel like, so... I mean, you can look at it both ways. That's the only way I'm looking at it, and the evidence does support that, that hypothesis is that... They return it because it's a meaningful kick. Like if you do return it for a touchdown, it's like whoa. But if you fumble, yeah, I mean, it's like we're fucked. But I will say, so I was about to go real in depth and do like the average yards of return, which I probably could have just googled in two seconds. Uh-huh. But more times than not, when they returned it, they I would say eighty percent of the time they didn't get back to the twenty-five. So they got to take all that into account. You want the ball in Joe Burrow's hands. You don't want some some random to compromised you a possession. It's going to be a touchback. Yeah, if I were a coach, I'd tell them to, um, if you don't do a damn touchback, you're not going back there to catch them. All I know is there's going to be so much hype and anticipation around this touchback. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat on the first kickoff. All the cameras are going to be flashing, and you're going to see just like that at the end zone. Ball's going 17 yards over his head. <laughs> I might put 118 on it. 118,000. I'm feeling that good about it. All right. Um, give me what is y'all's uh, what's y'all's next one? I did so much research. That was um, a lot. Of, I'll yeah. do like a weird a weird prop. Um, let me see. I thought I had. A, oh, either team to win by exactly three points. I think that the answer is yes plus 450. I like that. That they win by three. Yeah. Okay. I think this game settled by exactly three points. 34-31. And then if it isn't, you hedge it with the um, successful two-point conversion. Yes, I'm on that. Or the... What do you have the odds at? Plus 250. Okay. I'm going to hedge my touchback, and I'm going to bet on the first kick return to be a touchdown. 80-1. to (laughs) (laughs) That's a good hedge. 80-1. to If we're going to take it out, we're going all the way. A little insurance. Yes. Yeah, so like right if he doesn't um kneel it, then immediately you go! start here. Go! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, hundred percent. Um you gotta hedge your bets. So Oh, that's something else that we I wanted to talk about is that I have my Bengals sixteen to one to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it is if they win. Um and I also have a lot of Joe Burrow rookie cards, so the stock of those have gone through the roof, like 5X. So if I was smart and just like fin- being financially um, intelligent, I would bet on the Rams. Yeah. Because I stand to gain way more. If the Bengals win, I could easily hedge and make a chunk of money. But we don't hedge. Nope. So. 
but I might hedge. So I don't know. But as of right now, I'm not. As of right now, I'm not. Um, all right, Justin, you said you have like nine props. Give me one of them. Yeah, I got six left. Um, okay. Sacks in the game. Um, taking the over at four and a half minus 220. Yeah, I don't hate that Total at all. sacks? Yeah. I don't hate that at all. Huh. Which is kind of... There's is, something up with that. Yeah, that's kind of fishy. Um, they obviously think that the Bengals' offensive line is going to show up more than uh, yeah, most people would think. Yeah, because you got to think that includes both teams, right? Yeah, Hendrickson's on the other side. You don't think he's going to get one? He might get one. Yeah, he's good for two, and Donald's good for two. Yeah, Miller's good for one. Let's put it this way: if that doesn't go over, I really like the Bengals' chances. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Oh for sure. So, yeah, I'll take that as well. What are the odds? Minus 220. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Jesus, Justin. Well, you got to spend a little. Okay, over. I mean, well, yeah, that's going to make me second guess. I'm over here thinking it's like plus money or something, or like even money. Okay. Um. All right. What Do you, do you have anything else? I got a couple player props. Okay, what is, um? can you find me? My fucking iPad died. Can you find me um, Joe Mixon's receiving yards? Yeah, that's one of my player oh, props. Okay. So is mine. Okay. Um, Joe Mixon, over 24 and a half receiving yards. Minus 113. 24 and a half? Yeah, you might. Look, you can find these numbers. You got to really. Yeah, you got to search. It's, it's worth being in um signed up with every every book you can be yeah you gotta you gotta gotta find the best odds it it will make a difference in the long run where'd you find 24 and a half at um FanDuel and I think Barstool is the same yeah like on my book I had 28 28. yeah I've seen 28 and a half yeah but it plays plus money I'm taking no I'm taking over 24 and a half yeah um here we go. Mixon only averaged 19.6 receiving yards per game in a regular season, but in the postseason, he's averaging 35.3. The big thing here, as I mentioned it earlier, Uzama being injured, the Rams pass rush, set up to screen. Let's get it all in one play here. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, too, that the pass rush, they're going to want to go with some shorter routes, and they're going to try to hit Mixon. I said that. Yeah, you? who remember sure. Camara bust the Rams up, mm-hmm. bust their ass every damn time he plays them. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you're gonna they're gonna be they're susceptible to get hit with the screen pass because they have such good pass rushers they pin their ears back and go. So yeah, no, I I like that bet a lot. I would say that I would be most confident about that one of the ones I gave you. Yeah, other than the opening kickoff being a touchback, and then um, on top of that. Another thing dealing with Uzama being banged up. Um, Tyler Boyd, receptions total. So it's weird. If I rather take, I've seen um, different numbers and different odds. The over three and a half is like minus 150 to minus 160. The over four and a half is plus 130. That's the one that I would bet. Um, Tyler Boyd had over four receptions in only six games in the regular season, but he had um he had eleven games with with four more. Okay. So we're gonna bank that he gets a little bit extra his one extra that he needs because Uzama's being banged up. I think another thing is though, um 
just being able to take advantage of the matchups here. And you know they're going to try to take away Jamar. You know they're going to try to take away T. Higgins. It's mm-hmm. like you got to find other places to go with the ball. Joe Burrow's going to be able to do that. I, I think that this number's a little bit low for Boyd. Um, even though in the in the playoffs he hasn't had over four yet. He's got four in two games, though. So you might feel a little bit safer taking the over three and a half, but I would gamble and take over four and a half to get the better odds. Yeah, okay. Um, again, well, no, I probably shouldn't do that. That might be stupid. Um, <laughs> I was going to say I might I might hedge again on my uh, – on my um, – First, being a touchback kick and hedge with – will there be a defensive slash special teams touchdown plus 260 for yes, but that's not that great of odds. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be higher. Yeah. Um, I want to find any time interceptions. I keep seeing first interception. Oh, like for a player? Yeah. I want to put – so I'll do first if we can't find any time. Um but I want Jalen Ramsey and I want Jesse Bates the third. I think Jesse Bates the third is going to get a pick. Do you? Yeah. But I also do that every year. I had Tyron Matthew last year and the year before. Don't think he got one, but last year he fucking had one right in his hands. I was going to say, I thought he dropped one. Yeah, he did. Um. So, yeah, give me – um. If we can't find it, I'll take first. But it's eight to one for both of them. For first? Yeah, for first. I would way rather any time. So if you can find any time interceptions, um, take Jalen Ramsey and take Jesse Bates. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance there's no interception. There's a chance, but, I mean, judging by, like, what we've seen, somebody's throwing one. Stafford. Well, yeah. fucking Burrow throws balls. He threw. Yeah. He's thrown a couple. But that's because he's not afraid. Stafford throws scare, those scary interceptions. Well, yeah, but, like, he threw one. Was it to the Chiefs? Gave it right back to him? Yeah. Or was it the Titans? There was one. Like, they had just gotten the ball back to move, and he threw a fucking terrible ball. But, yeah, give me give me Ramsey and give me, um, give me Jesse Bates, plus 800. All right, what is your next one, Justin? Okay, so um, I'm seeing on one book I use – they're, the bet is there, but it's not ready. So you might have to wait okay. for some odds to be prepared for it. I don't know. Maybe you can find it somewhere, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll play that one by ear. Um, we'll see what it comes out to be odds-wise. But, all right, Justin, what is uh, your next prop? My next one is plus 250. So good value. Uh, Evan McPherson to have eight-plus points and Burrow to run for 15 yards. That's not great value, in my opinion. I I just feel like it's it's gonna happen. How many yards? Fifteen for Burrow. Mm-hmm. Fifteen rushing? yards rushing, and then McPherson needs three field goals or two field goals and three extra points. It's a parlay thing, or it's two different parts. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's, a, it's a parlay. Wow, that's a tough parlay because yeah, I remember I was watching one game. I I forget what it was, but um, the over under for Burrow's rushing yards was eight. Yeah, he only got seven or five. Yeah, but I was talking to Bam, and um, I felt good about his over rushing yards against the Chiefs. Like I've been saying, they play so much man defense. Uh, it was like thirteen and a half, and he got it easily. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know, but I, I don't like I don't like parlaying stuff like that because it's like, what if by the chance by some chance the the Bengals are up and then they got to take knees and then you're getting subtracted yards, um, but then you're banking on um, you're banking on the kicker, but also fucking, I don't know, I just don't like that. That's too much for only plus two fifty. Like obviously they feel like it's a pretty good chance. I know McPherson's pretty automatic. Um, I was looking at. Will a football hit the upright or the crossbar? Mm. Now that. <laughs> now that is. You know Matt Gay's going to flirt with that crossbar. And then McPherson, I mean, he's due for a miss. Come on. I mean, he's banged him off. But he's once. so good that it's like if he misses, he barely misses. I think misses. he might. Or that was Crosby. That was that game, remember? Green Bay, Bengals, overtime. Yep. yep. Oh, Kickers yeah, missing like crazy. Yep. I know Crosby banged one off. Yeah, he did. Maybe McPherson did too. So what's the odds on that? Let me find it. I had it. Um, it's it's good. It, it's like, let me see. It's good. All right, give me your next one while I look for it. I'm going uh, back to Tyler Boyd. Okay. Over 38 and a half receiving yards. Minus 113. Okay. Cha-ching, baby. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, let's see. Um, will an extra point of field goal hit an upright? Why does it exclude the crossbar? What is this shit? <laughs> I definitely saw one with both. But yes is plus 350. That's not great odds. No, that's terrible. <laughs> that is not great odds at all. Why would that exclude the crossbar? Because they know Matt Gay is going to flirt with the fucking crossbar. Yeah, they're like, uh, we're not giving them anything. Let here. me check. Let me check another book. All right, give me another prop, Justin. Uh, next prop is the first quarter under at ten points, minus one seventy. First quarter under at ten. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Chiching. So it uh, would almost lean over. It depending yeah. if it's minus one seventy. What's the plus money? I feel like the Rams could score first here with a touchdown. What's the plus money? I think it's going to start slow. But you're also on the over. I am. I, I think it's going to start slow, and then it's going to end up going through the roof. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I have no more props. So if y'all sway me into taking one, I will. Um, yeah, I don't really have um, any more either. I really do. I feel good about the Tyler Boyd props and the Joe Mixon prop for receiving yards. Um, I think the biggest thing here is like the Bengals, even though they haven't had a whole lot of success running the ball in the postseason so far, they've still um, committed to it. Yeah. And they've been able to keep the games close enough to where they can make the play at the end to win it. Um, no, That's yeah. big, and then it's like the Rams have just been, quite frankly, um, almost blowing it. Yeah. No, they've been flirting. With, they've been trying to blow it, like 100%. So you have one team that's uh, failing to execute versus another team that executes when the moment is the biggest. Yes. That's a big reason why I'm on the Bengals. Yeah. No, I agree. The, the, they tried to blow it against the Bucks. They were winning handedly against the Niners on the, in the stat sheet, but still kept letting them hang around. So, yeah, no, they are um, – they're trying their best. They've been asking to lose, so 
the Bengals are going to grant their wish. This is an interesting prop. Okay. The combined jersey numbers of all touchdown scores, including overtime. What's the over-under? 187 and a half. Okay, well, you got to think. Um, the interesting thing is... Um, Burrow's nine. Jamar Chase is one. Cooper Cup is ten. Yeah. Um, Odell's three. Odell's three. But Mixon's 28. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, Akers is what? 23. Uzama, if they go to those fucking tight ends, that could fuck some shit up. Yeah, yeah or like T. Higgins. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, 83. Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. It's 12. That okay, is true. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah. I, I would know. lean under, and so is the, uh, so are the odds. Minus 150. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the best players are low numbers. The best receivers, like, dude. You're, and then if the, like, if the quarterbacks keep it, and does it? It scores or touchdowns? Um, touchdown scores. Okay, so it's not taking into account field goals. Okay, um, but it's like if you get two, if you get a touchdown by two guys with eighty, mm-hmm. you fucked. Yeah. You better hope Jamar Chase has got the touchdowns for you. <laughs> yeah, I already. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you'll be at one seventy and. It, um, SMU is up three. They just missed two free. Th- oh, smart motherfuckers! Houston just railed the three too. They fouled. They did the old foul up three. That was incredibly smart. Um, sorry, I'm segueing again. What'd you have for the number of sacks? Four and a half. Okay, I see a bet with five and a half. Um, the over is minus one twenty four. If you want to take over five and a half sacks, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I'm, but it's like if the Bengals don't get sacked um, by five times, yeah. under five times. Well, that's taken into account. Have my money. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'm taken putting in, it all on the Bengals. That's taken into account um, the Bengals sacks as well. So Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Even if the Bengals, if, the, if they're saying five and a half for the total sacks in a game. Yeah. It's like if the Bengals don't get sacked five times, then I'm liking my chances. Yeah. If yeah. there's any quarterback that can um, deal with what's going to happen with the pass rush and all of that, it's Joe Burrow. I've never seen anybody like him being able to handle the pressure. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. To be sacked nine times and win the damn game? And he doesn't bitch and yell like Tom. doesn't no, yell at yeah. his lineman. He tells him it's okay. Like We know you suck, but <laughs> I'm still trying. <laughs> all right, so that's all for me. Uh, how many more do you have, Justin? I just have one more. All right, what is it? Over seven and a half punts, minus one twenty. What the fuck? You're on the over. I know, but it's little hedge. Pump return there. <laughs> Field position. I guess you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All your props are fucking leaning under. Yeah, you're gonna. How many do you have? Nine. Mm, yes. Yay. Four and five. All right, <laughs> that's all we. That's all we got. Um, There's no way you win them all. That'd no, be a yeah. miracle, dude. If you win them all, dude, we're crowning you the king of the yeah. NFL. Like <laughs> basically there, but there'll be no, no dispute. No debate. Yeah, I mean you've you've backed yourself into a corner. Um, but all right, I have nothing else. Do y'all have anything else? Nope. Anything nope. else to say? Mm-mm. Free Camara. He ain't even do nothing. Oh my God! They fouled him a fucking gin, bro. Damn it. Um, 
All right. I got nothing else left to say. Episode 105, Super Bowl 56 on Sunday. We're all on the Bengals plus four and a half, and we're all on the over 48 and a half, except for Nick. It is only uh, me and Justin on the over. Episode 105 in the books. Uh, We will be back to recap after, and then we're going to go dark for a little while and put all of our attention into college basketball again. But when March Madness and the conference championships get rolling, we'll be back doing the pod. Um, But, yeah, if you all have any questions, want our opinion on some props, Feel free to reach out on Twitter or Instagram. All of our picks for college basketball are on Instagram. All that good stuff. So, all right, y'all have a good one. Who dat?